Hello, I'm Megan Boxall, Small Caps Writer at the Investors Chronicle, and today I'm thrilled to be joined by Phil Dudridge, Executive Chairman and Founder of music recording and production equipment company Focusrite. Phil was actually the sound technician at Led Zeppelin before founding Focusrite, so what were your experiences like in the band and was it those experiences that inspired you to start up Focusrite? Well, I was uh, touring with Led Zeppelin in 1970 when I was 21 years old and I was looking after the front of house sound that included setting up their PA system and uh, also working with sound systems all over America when we went there. That gave me a real insight into what PA systems might be like, that trip to the States. So I came back off that tour completely exhausted, but with an inspiration to get involved in the live sound industry rather than working with bands for the rest of my life. From leaving Led Zeppelin and starting uh, to build PA systems, uh, that ended up in a company called Soundcraft, which my partner and I sold in 1988. It was after that that I bought the assets of Focusrite out of liquidation and established a new company which is uh, principally involved in uh, the business of music recording. So we've been going since 1989. We used to build great big sound mixing consoles for studios. And these days, by contrast, we make lots of small things, which are principally audio interfaces used by musicians and record producers and engineers in their private studios and also in larger professional studios for recording in the modern way which is to use uh, computers and digital audio workstation software. So what's the market like for uh, that kind of product because you seem to be targeting such a wide range of of musicians. How big is competition and how do you stand up to that competition? Okay well let's uh, start with the size of the market. In the last 20 years music has become democratised through digital technology so as I was saying before the computer is now the heart of the recording studio, which can be a bedroom, it can be a garage, it can be an office, uh, or it can be something purpose-built, a larger professional facility. And the entry barrier for a musician to make really high-quality recordings is so low now that anybody who has a computer already only needs to buy an audio interface, a couple of microphones, they've already got their instruments, presumably, headphones, they can hear what they're doing, and you've got a recording studio. You're selling around the world with America as your biggest market, but you're selling there via third-party distributors, is that correct? Yes, um, in the main we are. In the UK and Germany we sell directly to retailers. Mm -hmm. In the States we have a third-party distributor, but we also work in tandem with them. We have a, a US subsidiary, which is a marketing subsidiary, uh, which also uh, manages the relationships with the main retail channels, Amazon, Guitar Center, Sweetwater and others. In the rest of the world, we do deal with um, third-party distributors who specialize in this kind of equipment. Sometimes they're also distributors of musical instruments. Um, sometimes they're also distributors of more professional audio equipment like PA systems and so on. In terms of your customers, you've managed to attract some quite big names amongst your customer list. Um, how do you attract new artists be using your equipment? Well, uh, we have an artist relations department. Uh, In the past, we used to go knocking on doors. These days, we typically have them knocking on our door, looking for direct access to our our products rather than going through uh, a retail store. Uh, But in the main, most of our customers are buying from specialist resellers, which are either professional audio resellers or their music stores or a combination thereof. 
Okay, and in terms of new launches and obviously loads of, that's one of the main drivers of your growth, isn't it? The uh, launching new products. How do you decide on which new equipment you're going to develop? We have this category called audio interfaces, which are the conversion box from analog to digital and back again. They have multiple sizes, so we start with a one channel, go to two channels, four channels, eight channels, and then they can be slaved up as well, so we can get... Uh, large numbers of input channels into the computer simultaneously and that's good if you're recording a band live for example so we start with price point we're looking at uh, the uh, price points that uh, attract the biggest volume and that in the states is between 100 and 500 dollars and our scarlet range which accounts for a large part of our business addresses that market to grow the market uh, wider, we look to higher price points. Uh, so the Claret range, which we introduced last year, addresses the market above $500 up to over $1,000. Beyond that, we have a red range, uh, which is using a, a colour and the name of an analogue range that we had 20 years ago, and we've, we've uh, sort of reinvented it for the digital age as our high-end offering for the top-end professionals. We also have RedNet, which is um, more of an infrastructure type of product for large uh, installations in major recording studios, theatres, university campuses, where we can network audio uh, over a large area, collecting uh, music um, signals from different parts of, of a building and bring them into one control room, for example. Okay, so when you're launching new products now, is it more along the lines of revamping the old systems rather than completely new ideas? Well, we don't do that too often. Uh, the Scarlet Range uh, came in in 2011 and the second generation was launched this year. Um, so that indicates a fairly long life for the, uh, for the product. We don't have to keep reinventing the same thing all the time, but clearly every four or five years refreshing the product, improving its performance through newly available components and so on is a good thing to do and keeps us ahead of the competition. But beyond that, we are investing in meeting new price points and, and, and new vertical markets as well. So we're looking at, uh, at broadcast, for example, as a new market to enter with our RedNet product in particular. Broadening the product portfolio is uh, an important way of growing the business. I haven't mentioned so far, by the way, Novation, which perhaps you're coming to. Go ahead. So Novation is the other part of your business. Novation's a, a brand that we acquired in 2004. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a musical instrument brand. It was one of the, uh, the pioneering British uh, synthesizer uh, manufacturers, and we acquired it in 2004 to to expand our product range beyond audio into music creation and um, it's segmented into synthesizers uh, keyboard controllers grid controllers that are used with ableton live software for dance music uh, creation and the new category called circuit which is a musical instrument that combines the grid controller with uh, synthesizers and drum machines it's a, a standalone instrument it doesn't require a computer 
uh, for its functionality. So it's more like a synthesizer in that regard. People can play it um, in their living room or on stage or wherever they happen to be. Yeah, those products sound like quite good fun. Do you do you have a favourite product? <laughs> well, I'm not a musician, so I don't play with them, but they're good fun for the people who who, who are into uh, creating music. Yeah. When I came and visited your offices, I think it was one of the Novation products that your chief executive, Dave, he was very keen on for me to try and... I just couldn't understand what what was going on. I'm very unmusical, but it was uh, it was good fun. Well, yeah, I'm an audio engineer rather than a musician, so I share your uh, your your ch- challenge if you like. I, I'm definitely neither. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about Dave. It's going to be sad to see him go as uh, chief executive. It um, is. Dave's been a friend uh, for twenty years. We worked together as uh, sort of com- complementary companies. He was running a business called Digidesign in the nineties, and we partnered with that company and it really helped us grow the business he then went uh, to another business and we went our separate ways for a number of years but kept in touch he joined us in 2012 when he became available and I was looking for a successor and he's done a fantastic job and I'm really sad that he's decided to retire but you know he's got a family in America and uh, he, he's decided that uh, at the age of 60 he would like to uh, to hang up his hat and go and uh, spend more time with his father and his uh, adult children. So uh, we wish him all the best. He's still very much, uh, you know, got the, his uh, foot on the gas, as they say. And uh, uh, so he's he's running the business. Well, I'm here talking to you, and uh, uh, we'll continue to do so till the end of the year. We're well on the way to appointing a new uh, CEO mm-hmm. to replace Dave in the new year, uh, and I'm quite confident that his successor will be at least uh, equal to Dave's capability. Mm-hmm. Uh, Okay, and just finally, we uh, should probably touch on an announcement you put out. Good financial news, um, revenues up 12.5% on last year. Talk about the second half of the year being strong. Um, what what were the key drivers in that second half that helped you? Uh, well, this is our pre-closed uh, trading update yeah. that you refer to. Um, and uh, we can only talk about the sort of top line results mm-hmm. at 54 million in revenue. Uh, it results, I think, just from general popularity of our products. Um, the Scarlet uh, relaunch with the second generation was extremely successful. And not only have we had the benefit of the initial sell-in, uh, but also uh, the sell-through rates have been extremely strong. For the first time with Scarlet, we um, have been bundling Pro Tools uh, software with uh, with Scarlet. Uh, Pro Tools is uh, the digital audio workstation software from Avid and is the global leading brand, I would say, uh, for, for digital audio workstation software. And I was told just last week that uh, they've already registered um, uh, 10,000 new users as a result of having their software bundled with our hardware. So they're very pleased with this. Uh, this that was their objective. And, and ours was to provide a, a broader offering to our customers. Great. Well, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much, Phil, for your time today. And thank you for listening to this podcast. I've been Megan Boxall. And until next time, goodbye.